0: i'm fucking fantastic you know uh and a nice uh nice belly full of delicious spaghetti because i'm a dirty uh dirty italian and i have to have spaghetti on on uh you know at least once a week um place my dad and i like to go we've been going there since i was probably 10 um and you know they don't pay me so i'm not gonna tell them the name of the tell everybody the name of the place but uh Every single, every single, at least once a week with very few exceptions, except for the times that I've not lived in the, the area, I've gone there. So it's, it's pretty exciting that uh, I get to have a spaghetti belly and talk about The Rock.
1: Yes, that's right. Tonight's episode is all about The Rock. Dwayne Johnson to the locals or Rocky Maivia to the super fans. But tonight is all about The Rock. You smell what you're cooking like- there. You smell what you're cooking. Jesus Christ uh this is gonna be an interesting episode because I am not a rock fan what
0: like yes how how can you as a human being like professional wrestling sure and not love the rock I don't love the rock
1: I mean I can get into it here um yeah I mean oh well, yeah. I mean, uh, Well, okay, I'll give you some examples. Number one, I thought The Rock was not a very good wrestler because one of the problems that I have with The Rock is he oversells like a motherfucker, especially in his later parts of his career. And I always found it to be absolutely ridiculous when he um, overselled the Stone Cold Stunner And after he got stunned, he just threw his body halfway across the ring. I always found that to be annoying and over the top. And uh, I also feel like he's turned his back on wrestling. Um, I felt that The Rock never wanted to be a wrestler. I felt that it was his uh, last-ditch effort to be something. And now that he has his movie career, he could give two fucks.
0: Um. I mean the latter part, yes. But how can you, how could you possibly say that he didn't want to be a wrestler? I mean, like, okay, so he went to college. He wanted to play in the NFL. I would say a large, large, large percentage of of professional wrestlers went that route. Um, you know what I mean? Like, he went to Miami. He actually uh, he, he grew up. He you know he he grew up in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which. Really and truly, isn't that far from where I'm at in, uh, in in just on the western side. They're on the the eastern side, but uh, I mean, it's across the state. But you know, I mean, he went to Miami University, of Miami, and when it became obvious that he wasn't going to make it in the NFL, and graduated in '95, and he went and played Canadian football, and he was a uh, he got cut right. So the professional wrestling thing, like he tried it. Excuse me, professional football thing. He tried it, and then right after that, he went and did what his, what his, with his, what his dad and his grandpa did. So you have just jumped the gun. It uh, <laughs> just <laughs>
1: completely started off the show, with shit well, that we no. were going to talk about.
0: Well, fuck you. What I'm saying is, is like I'm justifying what you said. Like you felt like he didn't want to be a wrestler. Well, no, he fucking. I, I mean. It was career choice number two after professional football. Sure.
1: Sure. Fine. You know what I mean? We'll get into that that part as the show progresses. But
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh, I love caught in the ring. It's fun. Look, he wanted to be a wrestler. Listen, 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 listen. He wanted to be a wrestler. He told his whole family he wanted to be a wrestler. And he said, and his whole family was like, no, you don't want to be a wrestler. You don't want to do this life. But he did it anyway, sure. and his whole family are all wrestlers. Like his dad, his brother, his fucking cousin was Yokozuna. Wow. Come on, his man. cousin was Rikishi. Oh, he has fucking other other cousin was Umaga, right? Like how the fuck could he not want to be a wrestler? What makes you even think that? Okay,
1: well we'll get into it. Um, like I said, you can jump the Um but uh, before we get into uh, the rock episode here, uh, for everybody out there who is a fan of Call It In The Ring, uh, this is our fifth episode here. And if you want to listen to our kind of structure that we do, you can listen to our last single wrestler review or retrospective, if you want to call it that way. Uh, just go into the movieguyspodcast.com site. And on the right-hand side, it will be the archive section. Just click on the tab, Call It In The Ring. And you'll be able to find all of our previous episodes, including the last individual wrestler episode, which was all about Kane, which was our second episode. So make sure to check one out. That was a fun one. I enjoy talking about Kane and Ed, I know you did too.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, these are, these are some of my favorite kinds of episodes because we get to really, really dive deep and focus on a dude, you know, or, you know, eventually we will get to the, to the female superstars, but you know, for me half the fun of this is going back and watching things that I hadn't seen in forever. So that's why I like doing these and, and you know, I I hope our fans really like them too.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, like it's nice to go back and seeing it because I've established already in the the beginning of the episode that I'm not a rock fan and I did not get introduced to rock until 1997. Like I've established in multiple podcasts for calling the ring so far. So I got, a big huge face full of rock. Um, you know, when, um, when I first started to get into wrestling hardcore, uh, sure. cause he came in 95, but here we go. We're talking about the rock. Currently the rock is 46 years old. He was born on May 2nd in 1972 in Hayward, California. Uh, but he currently lives in uh Florida right now and he's built from Miami, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he is everything that we know. He's a professional wrestler. He was a college football uh, hero, and he also uh, is, a, is a movie star as well. But we'll get into the beginning of his life. Uh, now, he's the son of – I'm going to murder these names, but he's the son of Atta Johnson, Johnson, Anna Johnson.
0: Um, you you can just call him Rocky Johnson.
1: No, no, no. They no. have, they, they have – Anta uh, Rock Johnson is the mom's name. And oh, okay, his dad yeah. is, is Rocky Johnson, but his real name is Wade Douglas Bowles. That's the mm-hmm. real name. Um, so I found that interesting because I guess they weren't married. Because so Wade Douglas Bowles, who is Rocky Johnson, who is Rock's dad, I guess they're they they were not married, but
0: no, they were married. Let me you. I don't I mean, I don't know whether or not they were. i must, I mean
1: I just they, just different just different last names. His last name is Bowles, her last name is Johnson. I'm assuming well, maybe, they were never married.
0: Maybe he legally changed it. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I honestly don't know. I, I don't know because
1: he goes by the wrestler name Rocky Johnson. That's interesting. That's actually very interesting. You know that his his mom's last name is Johnson and his dad's last name is Bowles, but he changed his his wrestling name to Rocky Johnson. That's that's well.
0: Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Maybe you know, maybe his. I mean, I'm sure her last name was 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 Mayavia.
1: Yes, Mayavia was her last. You know what I mean?
0: And then when they got married, maybe he changed. I don't know. I mm. I don't know.
1: This is interesting. But his uh, but his grandfather is high chief Peter Mayavia, who's mm-hmm. also a wrestler. And his grandmother was Leah Mayavia, and she was one of wrestling's fewest female promoters mm-hmm. back in the day. And I guess High Chief Peter Maiavea, uh passed away in 19, uh, sorry, 1988 is when his grandfather died. Okay. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Interesting. So let's get into actually Rocky. So he goes to the University of Miami in 1990, right? Full sure. scholarship. And uh, he's a defensive tackle the 1991 Miami Hurricanes, and he is a national champion, by the way.
0: Yes, I knew that on on the bad boy Miami Hurricanes with uh, with uh, oh god, oh no, I forget his name was the head coach. He won two Super Bowls as a as a coach in in fucking uh, Dallas too. God, I forget I forget his fucking name. Uh, Phillips, something Phillips. Mm, I don't remember. I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm losing it. I'm fucking losing it. Ah. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe I don't. Re- I can't remember. I don't. Re- I don't remember.
1: Well, I found this interesting. Uh, the Rock actually was sidelined. He had an injury, right? Mm-hmm. And his backup is Hall of Famer Warren Sapp. <laughs> yeah. 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 What? Too great. This is not a football show, but Dennis Erickson was his head
0: coach. Who? Dennis Erickson. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong, but I thought it was somebody else, but it was Derek Derek. Yeah, Dennis Erickson.
1: So we're the don't worry, fans, we are a wrestling show, but Ed and I do know football. We do like to talk about football. But wow, to have the rock or Dwayne Johnson and Warren Sapp as the backup for your defensive. Deep for your defensive tackles, Jesus! That's oh t- yeah,
0: I mean the 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 nine the eighties and nineties Miami Hurricanes were were fan fucking tastic. You got to remember some of the other guys that come out of there too. Fucking uh, oh god, fucking uh, Michael Irvin come out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, my man, my man, Mister Bernie Kozar come out of the, the U. You know, so um, if anybody's interested in some football history, check out, check out the the 30 for 30 documentary, The U. It was absolutely fantastic. It'll tell you everything you need to know about these guys. And that
1: was a great team to have. And I was just amazed by Warren Sapp. Uh, In 1995, The Rock graduates from Miami University with a bachelor's degree in general studies, which is in criminology and psychology. Uh, Mm -hmm. He joined the Calgary Calgary Stampeders in the Canadian Football League in 1995 where he was placed on roster as a backup linebacker but was cut two months into the season. So he decides that I don't know what to do. I was going to be a professional football player. I did not get drafted. I met my future wife, Danny Garcia, from the Miami uh, University. And uh, what do I do for a career? What do I do? So he decides to go to his family. And like Ed said at the beginning of the show uh, he goes to uh, he goes to his uncles who are the wild Samoans his cousin Yokozuna, which I gotta ask you real quick I thought Yokozuna was Chinese
0: or Japanese. I mean, I'm sorry that was that was the character but no, nah, he was he was Samoan the thing is is like these like the the history of the with the Polynesians are I mean they' they're age they're of Asian descent and they're from Hawaii you know what I mean like that's. So like he looked Asian enough to be, to be Yokozuna.
1: Because I, I just always thought that he was. I mean, he looked Japanese.
0: Well, his his you got to remember Yokozuna. His other names were very much Polynesian related. He was uh, he was the Great Kokina Kokina uh, Maximus. Uh, he was the Wild Samoan Kokina. That was like, those were his other, those were his other names. And then he took off as, as Yokozuna. I mean, he was, you know, I don't remember how long he was WWF champ for, for like forever. You know what I mean? I remember him sitting on Bret Hart's face on numerous yeah. occasions, you know, and uh, he was actually a really, really, really good, good wrestler for being a giant human being. Um, You know, I, like, I remember, uh, I remember he, he had a match. He, like he, he, he eliminated Randy Savage from the Royal Rumble. I remember that. Um, he, he had a match with Coco Beware. Um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan was the first guy to draw to to knock Yokozuna off his feet. Um, that was before uh the before the Royal Rumble, I think, but I don't remember it exactly. Like how the you know. Fucking! Uh, I remember uh, WrestleMania was at WrestleMania nine, when him and Bret Hart uh, had the match, and uh, like I said, they when Mister Fuji threw some shit into uh, in the Bret Hart's oh, Bret Hart's remember. face, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Hulk Hogan come you know came out or something, uh,
1: and that's Hulk Hogan's last WrestleMania,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And then he accidentally threw through the the dust at Yokozuna or something. I don't remember it exactly, but something, something like that. Well,
1: Yokozuna uh, unfortunately died on October 23rd, 2000. At the time they thought it was heart failure or a heart attack, but they found out later on during the uh, autopsy that Yokozuna actually died of severe signs of blockage in his lungs because they were filling with fluid. And he died at 580 pounds. That's a big Big fucker.
0: That's a big fucker right there. Yeah, that's a big
1: guy. Um, Mm -hmm. I knew Rikishi uh, was uh, was Rock's cousin. Umaga, which one's him? Is that the guy with all the tattoos? Tattoos all? Well, uh, yeah, I don't
0: know if they were real tattoos or not. Yeah, he was the dude that Brett, not Bret Hart, fucking Vince McMahon made him the like his (laughs) his he was his like he was his big dude at a, for a short period of time. Uh, He's dead too. Yeah, he yeah, he died. Yeah, he he died. He died,
1: died.
0: 2009. Yeah, I was going to say it was pretty relatively recent. He was he was young too. He another guy, another one of those wrestling guys that had a fucking heart attack cuz all the drugs they do. And he actually died. The reason I remember, I didn't remember the year. I don't remember I mean until you you know I don't remember the year, but he died on my birthday. I remember him. He died. He died on my birthday. I mean, I would, you know, his. Uh, they're also, I mean, fucking uh, the Usos are related in the are in this family. Yes, they uh, are. Roman Re- the Roman Reigns is in this family. So I mean, it's it's one of probably the most professional wrestling rich families of all time. So like for you to your comment to open the show that oh, The Rock didn't want to be a wrestler. That's why I hated him. Like no, he fucking his whole family. It's like. It's what they do, I'll get into
1: it. I'll get into it, but the last one is Rousey. He just died last year at 47.
0: Yeah, well, like I said, all these guys they they all have heart yeah. failure because they fucking do all these drugs, and 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 like it's just unfortunate that he was you know, he was he was three minute warning, I think, in WWE or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Or him, he was a tag team, he was a tag team, or something. I, I don't, re- I don't remember exactly I don't remember I don't remember him very well but
1: okay so I guess I will answer and I'll go with an argument for you okay now what I'm going to yep. present to you is something that's totally different than what I usually do in our show and I usually uh, majority of the time here talk about fact but this time this is my feelings this is my PC coming inside out this is my hashtag 2018 give me a participation trophy feelings okay that's political shit Um, I've only had one beer, so bear with me, fans. Um, the way that I read it, the way that I kind of interpret it and just the way the rock is, uh, he just comes off as very cocky, very self-righteous, very, I am entitled. I am owed this. He just gives me that not his character, him as a person. And when I read that, he went to the University of Miami because he was a talented football player, but the motherfucker gets injured, and he's like, well, I'm going to go and play Canadian football league because they didn't get drafted, boo-hoo, gets injured there or he's just whatever there, and he decides he has nothing else to do, so he talks to his family to get him in. I would argue, and I think you would agree with me, that if it wasn't for who his family was, he would not be in there.
0: No, I i mean, I fucking absolutely disagree with that. I mean, like, maybe he didn't always have the, you know, maybe he, he went another direction first. You can't be mad at that. I mean, okay, he didn't always have the, my only desire in the world is to be a professional wrestler like Stone Cold, which you love. But, like, and I said this previously in the past that like stone cold was a guy who needed other guys to get him over. And the rock was the guy that got stone cold over. John <laughs> you know Michaels
1: I mean? is the guy that got stone cold over,
0: sir. Um, no, I'm, I'm being, I'm, what I'm saying is, is I'm saying like the rock was the guy that got guys over. Sure. The rock was so good. He made other guys look good. And not like how we've looked at with Kane, because Kane was a guy that was supposed to be like this big Hulk monster. And, you know, he was sort of used as a ploy. The, the Rock, I think the Rock was what, like a fucking eight, nine, ten time champ. You know, he was the first ever, he was the first ever third generation WWF superstar. You know, so for for you to say that you don't like him because he was fucking cocky and arrogant, like you, do, you don't know the guy. never met the guy. I mean, every interview I've ever watched with him on, on any kind of late night shows. And I, I read his, his book years and years and years ago when he was still married to whatever the hell her name was, fucking Dana or whatever. I don't remember. Danny. Um, like he's a real fucking humble guy. He just, just so happened to be the biggest name in the business and still to this day is up there with Hulk Hogan. He's one of two guys that have ever transcended the sport of professional wrestling. And you hate him both. You hate you don't like Hulk Hogan as a wrestler either. No, I think Hulk Hogan's
1: very bland. I think uh, Hulk Hogan is uh, very blah, and his finishing move is probably one of the top 20 worst finishing moves in wrestling history.
0: Uh, I mean, terrible. you, you got to remember where the fuck he came from, though. Like, so I can still have that fuck, opinion. Listen, first of all, first of all, fuck you for not liking the two guys that were bigger than fucking the sport. That's like saying, I don't like Tiger Woods. That's like saying, I don't like Michael Jordan or LeBron James. That's like saying, I don't like Tom Brady. I don't like, you know, or saying that they're not good or whatever. I don't like Joe Montana. I don't fucking like you know, Babe Ruth, I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I don't like Johnny Unitas. It's like these are the guys who transcended the thing they did and they took what they did and made it. If it was, I'll say this, if it wasn't for The Rock at that time, WWF would have fucking died, dude. You know what, it I'm never totally would be. I'm totally going to disagree it, that. It that never that would that be WF. what it is today.
1: It no. never would
0: be what it is today.
1: The Rock would not be anything without Stone Cold, and the, st- and the Stone Cold would have been anything without The Rock. I mean, those two uh, made each other for the Attitude Era, period. The, so. the, the, I think The Rock
0: could have survived without Stone Cold. I don't know that Stone Cold could have survived without The Rock. Stone- I can say I would even say that Stone Cold couldn't have survived. Or excuse me, I'm sorry. That The Rock would have even survived if without Triple H. You know those those awesome times during the uh, for the intercontinental title. They had some awesome matches. We'll talk about that later. You know, on. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want ju- to jump ahead of the story, but I mean, I just want to. You got to call you out where I fucking call you out. You can call me you know, out all you want,
1: but come on, man. I mean, like Stone Cold Steve Austin was way popular. He sold more merchandise than The Rock ever did. That's just a fact, right there. Because
0: he, The Rock was a heel. The Rock was a heel, and The Rock was one of the Steve best Austin. heels ever.
1: Yeah. So the, was Rock, the Rock. Rock
0: was the lead, the member of or the leader of a faction about African Americans in a sport that is predominantly fans of white people. That's why he sold more. I mean, I'm going to be controversial when I say that most wrestling fans are like you and me, blue collar white guys. Fine. And I loved the Nation of Domination. I thought they were the perfect fucking stable and the perfect anti-stable to D generation X and the rock made them when he you know what I mean like he when he when he did that reveal when he came back from his injury right yeah fuck you know what I mean like that was that was a big turn and fucking uh stone cold you're right stone cold didn't I know what you're gonna say didn't need a stable to be who he was but if it wasn't for Vince McMahon you know what I mean. The the Stone Cold Steve Austin was the guy that did what every guy who watches wrestling wanted to do: tell your boss to go fuck off and hit him in the head with a bedpan,
1: while and also put a uh, put a catheter up
0: his ass. Yeah. Well, but you know what I'm saying. Like, like Stone so Cold been- Stone Cold was an everyman and did what every guy wanted to do. That's why people fucking liked him. But The Rock is an in ring performer is so so far superior than than stone Cold Steve Austin
1: gonna totally
0: just I know you're gonna me. disagree
1: disagree this totally disagree um we'll get into the big thick of the rock here uh when we get into his WWE run with Intercontinental title but before we get into that we'll talk about how he gets started so he starts declaring himself to become a wrestler and his father and everybody else resisted, but they have finally agreed to train him. And then Pat Patterson got the Rock several tryouts for WWF in 1996 under his real name, Dwayne Johnson. And his mm-hmm. first match ever was a house show, and he defeated the and he defeated the Brooklyn the Brooklyn Brawler. I can't talk. He mm-hmm. had two more matches that he lost. His his second match was against Chris Candido. Candido.
0: Chris Candido.
1: Candido. And, oh, yeah. his, and his third and final match that he lost was against Owen Hart. And those were all three house shows tryouts for WWF after wrestling at Jerry Lauder's United States wrestling association. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he wrestled under the name flex Cavana. That's a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. either either flex Cavana is the greatest name since Fabio or flex Cavana is the worst name since
0: Fabio. Um, well, he actually came up with that name on his own, The Rock did. That's what he wanted to call himself. And he obviously got cleaned up a little bit. And uh, that's when he became Rocky Maivia. And I remember he made his debut. Or we? He made his debut shortly thereafter. Yeah. In, but he
1: did win the USWA World Tag Team Championship twice with yes. Art Sayer in the summer of 96. And Mm -hmm. then in the summer of ninety six, The Rock signed a WWF contract, and he received additional training from from Tom Pritchard, and also Mark Henry trained him as well.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Now we're going to get into the part that you want to talk about in nineteen ninety six. It's the Intercontinental Run. He made his WWF debut as Rocky Maya Via. He actually did not want to use that name, but was but was persuaded by Vince and Jim Ross. And he was given the nickname, the blue chipper.
0: Yeah. I mean, cause they said, here he is, you know, the first ever third generation superstar. I remember that match. He ended up, he was the guy that won that match. Um, triple H was in that match, um, on the other side. Um, he was one, you know, I, I forget oh, Jerry Lawler was in that match on, on the other side. Um, I forget who was all who was all oh um oh god I forget who was all in that match now he, he actually
1: yeah. uh, it was it was um uh, was that Survivor Series on November 17th and it was an eight man elimination match. Yes. And he was the sole survivor by single handedly eliminating Crush and Gold Dust.
0: Oh, that's right. Gold Dust was in that match, too. Like, a lot of, there's a lot of big names that were in that match. Barry Windham, Barry Windham was in that match. But he was, he was the stalker in WWE at the time. The stalker, yeah, that was his name, the stalker.
1: Okay, so I have a question before we get into some interesting points here. Okay, mm-hmm. do you Ed like John Cena as a wrestler? Do you like John Cena?
0: <sighs> That's a tough one. Just
1: Seriously, a simple yes or no? Do you like him? Uh, oh, yes. Okay. Do you like Roman Reigns? No. Okay. So you answered yes on John Cena. You like him. And you answered no on Roman Reigns. This guy, just just hear me out. This is why I don't like Roman Reigns. This is why I don't like John Cena. Because Vince McMahon is a genius. If he wasn't a genius, two assholes from Ohio and Pennsylvania would not be having a show talking about his brand. Right.
0: That's true. That's also true.
1: The guy's a fucking genius. Okay. however, though, he has some bad habits like all of us do. And his bad habit, one of his bad habits that I just hate about him is no matter what. Vince McMahon likes the guy and he's going to push him and push him and shove him down the fan's throat and doesn't make them earn it. And I, and I will tell you, that's one of many reasons why, when we get into the Stone Cold Steve Austin show in the future, why I like Stone Cold. Because uh, John Cena comes in, paces his due for about a month, and then boom, he's John Cena. The champ is here, the, the franchise, and he's just shoved on her throat all of the 2000s. Roman Reigns. Nobody likes Roman Reigns. Even the people that say yes to Roman Reigns, they hate Roman Reigns because he hasn't earned it. He hasn't earned it, and he shoved down her throat, right? Yes. You've You've got Seth Rollins currently right now who has paid his dues, who has earned the respect that he deserves. Finn Balor is another one, and another one that may be controversial, but I'm impressed every time I see him wrestle is Elias. Oh,
0: God, yes. He fucking has earned it. He's ready. Elias is ready.
1: He showed up when I got back into wrestling in 2017, and this guy comes on and says, I'm Elias. And I who the fuck is this douchebag? Because that's all I've ever saw him do when I started to get back into wrestling last year, right? Well, WWE
0: stands for Walk
1: with Elias. Right? And then all of a sudden, he gets that one match at a pay-per-view five, six months ago, and the guy's ripped. My wife even was like, "Oh, oh, oh!"
0: <laughs> she oh. slipped out of the. She slipped off the couch, didn't she?
1: Right, and he has a good match. He's athletic. He's good. The fans recognize that, and I'm almost done with my rant. They recognize mm-hmm. Elias doing that, and now he does the the WWE stands for walk with Elias, and people like him. And he just got done with the. He's
0: uh, way over. He's, way over. He's right? so over. It's not even funny. They haven't. They're not even doing anything fucking with him. It's embarrassing.
1: It's ridiculous because he has won the fans over. Okay? Yeah. So, here's my argument. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what happens to The Rock. The Rock in 1995 says to his family, I want to be a wrestler. They train him. He has a couple – he has three house shows. One out of the three, he wins. And then he's a tag team champion with Brett Sayre, 96. He signs with the WWF, the NFL in 1996 right sure get some training here and there he did use that survivor series which is not backlash which is not an in your house survivor series because they had in your house we'll talk about that in future shows but it's survivor series that is a big pay-per-view right at the time what that was like it's 10th or 10th or 9th or something like that year okay yeah, I don't remember which one it was. He, well, uh, well, Survivor's Series started in 1987, so this was 1996. So this was their ninth year. Mm-hmm. He has his. He, he he's in an eight-man elimination match. He goes against. He wins. Crush and Goldust. He beats them. Right. Yeah. And fans hated him because of his cheesy character.
0: Oh yeah, so and, they start chanting, "Rocky sucks! Rocky sucks! Rocky sucks!"
1: Hence, John Cena sucks. And Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns, the boos and the sucks, right? Yes. In February 13th, 1997, Mm -hmm. he debuts November 17th, 1996 at Survivor Series. Mm -hmm. On February 13th, 1997, on Monday Night Raw, he wins the Intercontinental title against Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Now tell Wait, me in
0: a good match, in a good match. It was not a great match, match, but it was a good match.
1: Fuck the match. I'm just saying, tell me with my huge rant that this is not starting to show the signs of a John Cena and a Roman Reigns, which Vince McMahon likes this guy. I'm going to shove him down your throat. The guy's been in the WWE for only four or five months, and he's already the intercontinental continental champion against Hunter Hearst
0: Helmsley. Tell well, me, come on, man. That's not bullshit. Do you, do you like, I'll answer your question with a question. Do you like Randy Orton?
1: I love and hate, so I'm going to say no. Well, I mean, it's the same thing with Randy Orton. That's why I said no. I don't like Randy Orton. I know you because you knew where I was going with it. You no, were gonna I'm say not saying
0: i go. Yeah, yeah, you do. You no, look, I'm not I'm to disagree with you, but continue, so, and, I'll, and I'll give Vince you my. You're right. It. Vince McMahon does push guys. He wants guys that have the look to get over. That's why it took somebody like CM Punk so long to make it where he was, and then as soon as everybody finally was like, "Okay, he might not have the look, but he's really fucking good." That's why they, when he was, when 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 they realized it was okay, that's why he did it. That's what he did, it, right? Yes, I one hundred percent agree with you that Vince will push guys to get over whether or not the fans like him. And, yes, the Rocky Mayavia was cheesy. He absolutely was. And to Vince's credit, which I don't very much do on this show, he took that and he turned him into a heel. Right? Now, I don't hate The Rock and I don't hate John Cena and I don't hate Randy Orton and I don't hate Roman Reigns for Vince trying to push them. What I... Where I defer with guys like The Rock and uh, Randy Orton over guys like Roman Reigns is they're actually really good wrestlers. Roman Reigns is not a good wrestler. Roman Reigns doesn't take very good bumps. Roman Reigns' matches are, are, are the same thing every fucking time. Like, Roman Reigns is hated by the fans to the point to where they cheer Brock Lesnar, who they boo, at every other occasion. Right? They chanted Rocky sucks because of the stupid fucking character they gave him. So, and they turned him heel, and he played a great heel. His arrogance that you don't like, his cockiness, talking and referring to himself in the third person... That is that's why he was such a good heel. And heels oversell the match. That's the point of the heel. We talked about this with Hogan. When Hogan when Hogan was a was a heel and he had the match against the rock, which we'll get into. He oversold the match. Like that's part of what a heel does, especially a big time heel like that. The only one that ever did it was was Triple
1: H. Okay. So we already discussed Hogan and Rock. I don't think we're going to talk about it tonight. However, though, I will defend myself and then we'll get into more of his intercontinental run uh, when you ask me the question about Randy Orton. Um, so, a little personal feeling about me here. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, uh, okay, personal feeling here to the fans, and I'm sorry. I, I hate divorce. Uh, I'm my, myself, as many people in this world are children of divorce. And uh, this is something I will never do to my family, uh, no matter what. Um, So I got into wrestling again this year. I've heard of Randy Orton before over the years. You know, John Cena, Randy Orton, that rivalry. You know, I I knew about it, didn't watch it back in the day. And uh, one of the first documentaries I watched on the WWE Network that I got last year was uh, the Apex Predator documentary all about Randy Orton. And uh, I started to like the guy. I'm like, okay, I like this guy. I'm to start watching his matches. Well, then I find out that he fucked around on a bunch of whores and cheated on his wife and went back home and said, yeah, I fucked bitches. What are you going to do? I'm Randy Orton, and she leaves his ass. I'm like, fuck you. So uh, that's why I don't like Randy Orton. I think he's a cocky, uh, self-righteous little fucker just like The Rock is. Uh, that's what I feel Randy Orton is. So I was going to answer that, regardless of what you thought. That's how I feel about Randy Orton. And I don't like his matches now. And I thought that, yeah, the Hell in a Cell match was great with, uh, with fucking Jeff Hardy this recent. Uh, but now that uh, Flame has fizzled out and Randy Orton's nothing on SmackDown again like he was last year.
0: So well, the problem with Randy Orton is he got caught again using, using- – like steroids or something, he failed another drug test. So the WWF, knowing he's such a great and fantastic talent, gave him an exorbitant amount of money not to leave and said, we're never going to give you another title.
1: Well, that's that's interesting because he was the champion last year.
0: Well, and that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was surprised that they did it, but they don't want to put him over because he failed the drug test, which is bullshit because... Literally all the way up until fucking five years ago when WWF went public, all those guys were on all the drugs. That's why all those guys are dead.
1: It's because, <laughs> it's because they're public. So that's my answer to you. Sorry to you and sorry to the fans about my own personal beliefs and feelings. This show is not about that, but uh, that's why I don't like the prick. So here comes to my – in my opinion, here, here here proves my point on how The Rock was – our generations Roman Reigns and John Cena. Uh, so he wins uh on a Monday night raw against Hunter Hurst Helmsley, right? Mm-hmm. Then he dis- then he successfully defends the title at fi- at uh at In Your House 13, Final Four against uh, Hunter Hurst Helmsley. and he won at WrestleMania 13 against the Sultan. Mm-hmm. This guy hasn't even been there for a year yet. I mean, WrestleMania 13 was in March, and this guy came in in November, and he's already the Intercontinental Champion, and he's beat Hunter Hearst Helmsley twice. mm -hmm. Now, was now now correct me if I'm wrong, but around this time, that is when, uh, that is when, um, what's it called? The famous thing where the Click all joined at uh, Madison Square Garden, the curtain call. Yes. That that was around the time of the curtain call, right? And Vince McMahon didn't fire Triple H, but pretty much said, hey, you're going to have to eat plates of shit and like it. And this yeah. was probably one of those things, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I will, give, I will give The Rock the benefit of the doubt with that. He's the young, hip guy. Yeah, Triple H is a young, hip guy, but he's been there for a little bit, and the curtain call happened, so fuck Triple H at this point. We're going to pull The Rock over. I get that. But then he... Goes against the Sultan, which wasn't a fan of the Sultan, but at WrestleMania 13, you don't mm-hmm. see the comparison yet on Roman Reigns or John Cena on this guy. Mm-hmm.
0: You don't you do not see that yet? No, no, I no, I see. No, I see exactly what you're saying. I'm not. That doesn't that doesn't uh, frustrate you? And again, it's it's because it's for one reason and one reason only is. Triple R, excuse me, The Rock is a good wrestler. I really, 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 really liked The Rock, even when he was a bad guy. You know what I mean? I liked everything having to do with The Rock's matches. Plain okay. and simple. Especially once he figured it out. They did push him early. They really did. They, they pushed him before he was ready. They pushed him before he was ready to give great matches. But once he once it clicked and he learned how to give a great match and tell a great story in the ring, yeah, I you're you're just absolutely I disagree with you. One hundred percent I disagree with what you said.
1: Well then I'm, maybe you agree with me on this one then because after WrestleMania thirteen, he defeats Bret Hart by disqualification in a title intercontinental, intercontinental title match on March thirty first in an episode of Raw.
0: It's the same thing over and over again. Okay. It's Vince trying to put a guy over. with. Like, why the fuck do you think they 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 do the same thing with Roman Reigns? They have him beat guys he shouldn't be beating. They have him in matches he shouldn't have been in. But it's the same thing. The only difference that the only difference is that The Rock is good and Roman Reigns is not. It's just that simple. I mean, we're gonna continue. We can. We're gonna continue to argue in the same circle. Whatever evidence you're trying to give. It's going to be right, the fine. same circle.
1: Fine, then I'm not going to bore the fans with it. But then what happens on April 20th, so he came in in November at Survivor Series. He became the Intercontinental Champion in February. And now April 20th, two months later, he's at In Your House 14, Revenge of the Taker. And he lost to Savio Vega,
0: right? Savio, 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 Savio Vega.
1: Savio Vega mm-hmm. by count out, which means that he still retained the title. Mm-hmm. And this is the last time that he has an inter- intercontinental title. After the match, he's walking back to, you know, backstage. And that's when the crowd becomes hostile. And they start chanting, die, Rocky, die. And Rocky sucks. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then it, so then after losing the intercontinental title to Owen Hart, only eight days later on Raw is War... He asked, He actually suffers a ligament knee uh, injury in a match against Mankind, and then he later returned in August of 1997 and turned heel by joining the Nation of Domination, which is Farouk, D'Lo Brown, and, Kama
0: Kama Mustafa, aka the Godfather.
1: Kama Mustafa was his is his actual name, or no? His name No, that's all-
0: what that's. Kama Mustafa was the name that they gave him in the Nation of Domination, which was essentially the Black Panthers, and then he um, left and became the Godfather. Okay. Yeah, like, like, well, no, no, no. He was he became the Godfather in the Rock's Nation of Domination. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like Ron Simmons, Farouk, right? Farouk was uh, he was like the military leader of the Nation of Domination. The Rock was the heel leader. He became his stable. And that's why they started calling, just calling it The Nation after a while when it was no longer like a Black Panthers thing. But it was still him and fucking D'Lo Brown and fucking, uh, but, he, but he was the but he was the good fa- He was the godfather. I'm sorry, the good father. I'm thinking about fucking. Uh, right to censor. Right to censor. Um, but yeah, he was, at the time, the name. his name was Kama Mustafa.
1: Okay. All right, I was just curious cuz I, I didn't know his name was Kama Mustafa. Um and this was during the you time You got to
0: remember of- before there before that though, before that, he was Papa Shango. That's right. And was. then yeah, and then they put him into the Nation of Domination and he became uh he became Common Mustafa and like cuz he was gone for a little while, I think. And then he came back as 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 Kama uh and he was like yeah, I think he was in the, the Million Dollar Corporation or something like that for a while, but I don't, I don't remember it exactly, but yeah, that was, yeah. So in
1: 1997, when he joins the nation of domination, he actually refuses to acknowledge his name Rocky Maivia and instead refer to himself in the third person as The Rock, but he will still be billed as The Rock Maivia until 1998, mm-hmm. and he gives incredibly great promos, People have argued that either this is the best promo ever, even over Hulk Hogan, or this is the best promos anybody's ever given since Hulk Hogan. And I will agree with that. Uh, the Rock is electric on the mic, pun intended. Yes, he is talented at shit talking. Uh, it is impressive oh, yeah. to see him talk.
0: Yes, one hundred percent. He didn't. He, he called Kevin Kelly an ugly hermaphrodite. He fucking. He would call people. You know, he would just – and he was the first guy to, like, talk – he was the first guy to call the whole WWE uh, WWE universe pieces of trash, trailer park trash, you're all trash. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the dude was a great heel, and he could cut a fucking promo like it was nobody's business.
1: And then later on we get a pay-per-view at D-Generation X in your house, Stone Cold Steve Austin and his first match against The Rock, and Stone Cold actually defeated The Rock in under six minutes to retain his Intercontinental Championship. But the Mm -hmm. next night on Raw, though, Austin was ordered by Mr. McMahon to defend the title match in a rematch, but forfeited it to The Rock, instead handing him the title belt, hitting him with a Stone Cold stunner. So then after that, The Rock feuded with Austin and Ken Shamrock, and The Rock is again Intercontinental Champion, and he Mm -hmm. had a second time held for 265 days. I didn't know how long he held it, but he was,
0: yeah, he was, uh, he was an intercontinental champ for a long time. Now,
1: for people that may not know much about wrestling or people that know a little bit, let's listen to this episode here of Call in the Ring. Uh, but kind of the cliff note version of how things are done. Yes, wrestling is predetermined. Yes, professional wrestling is a soap opera for guys if you want to be sexist like that. Uh, but. The belts have a purpose, and the belts are for, I would argue, status.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: When you back in the day, when you show up as a wrestler, you start off as if you win a belt again, Cliff Note version, just go with me. You would start off as the European champion, then you would go to the Intercontinental champion because that's the one single belt below the WWF champion. Mm-hmm. So if you were the Intercontinental champion, the chances of you becoming WWF champion in the future was very, very high. Yes. That's the whole point of having the intercontinental title is to tell the fans, Hey, this person is going to be the guy eventually.
0: Oh yeah. And that's when you could see matches like WrestleMania 10, the ladder match between um, Shawn Michaels and uh, Razor Ramon, because those guys are putting themselves over to impress the guys in the back saying, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be the champ. Like I'm, I'm ready to be the champ. So they're out there giving the best match. And you see a lot of fantastic intercontinental title matches over the years. The belts today don't necessarily mean the same thing, but back then they did.
1: I kind of miss those old days. Uh, Also after his feud with Austin and Ken Shamrock ends, right um the rock actually debuts with a new intercontinental championship which would be the intercontinental championship all the way until 2011 it's kind of like that weird i'm not going to say an oval i don't know what shape you would call it it's it's not a it's not a circular belt but the reason why that i'm making that comment ed is because one thing i noticed is that the intercontinental title now it's just so much fucking cooler, because that's the way it used to be, right? was like that big square intercontinental championship with the three with the two, three plates on the side. I loved the old Intercontinental title, and I like how they brought the Intercontinental title back now, that design. But I did not like this design from 798 all the way to 2011. Like this weird shape. Do you agree, Ed? I'm like this weird it's weird. It's, 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 it's a weird looking belt.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I agree that I like the more traditional, the white leather with the that I like that one better than I liked the one that they gave the Rock.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's a weird shape. I don't understand the shape, but not also on this episode of Raw it was on March 30th. So make sure to go to the network and check it out. So they introduced the new belt, right? Mm-hmm. And after they were, and after they did the new belt, right? The Rock would overthrow Farouk as the leader of the nation dominations to spark a feud with Farouk and The Rock. And The Rock successfully defended the intercouncil title against Farouk in the next pay-per-view, Over the Edge, in your house, on May 31st, 1998.
0: And that was actually, that that match, that match is, I will tell you, is probably one of the top 20 matches of The Rock's career between him and Farouk right? Farouk was a fantastic wrestler in his day. Ron Simmons, you know, put on a hell of a show, right? But the match between him and, and The Rock for for uh, for, for the Intercontinental title, like, The Rock comes out earlier in the night to, to kind of promo, right? And Farouk comes out and beats him up and gives him a pile driver. Well, he's got a, he's got a, he has a, they roll him out on a stretcher, they put a, a neck brace on him, but well, he comes out, or fruit comes out when it's time for the match, and basically, uh, he the rock's music plays. He won't come out. They uh, Sergeant Slaughter, who's the commissioner of the WWF at the time, comes out and says, uh, "The Rock, you've got ten seconds to come out." He comes out and you know, is injured, air quotes injured, right, and puts on a a fantastic match.
1: The match was great with Farouk. Um, I understand why they had to do it. Um, I was never really a Nation of Domination fan. And no, it's not for the reasons that you or the audience may think I'm not a fan of. Just really wasn't a fan. Um, I didn't really follow D'Lo Brown much or the good father, godfather. You know? uh, and yeah. Farouk, I loved him more as the APA with, with, uh, with Bradshaw. Sure. I thought that where Farouk shined. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was better in the APA than with the Nation of Domination. My personal opinion on that.
0: Well, I, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. I disagree with it only because the Nation of Domination was a fantastic stable. They were a great heel stable. They were the they were they were. I wanna, I, I'm not comparing them to the NWO, but they're NWO-esque in the sense that if one has a match, we all have a match, right? And uh, what started the whole thing was with Farouk and The Rock, is like Farouk, or The Rock was like, I want to do this by myself. And Farouk got all pissed off at him, so Farouk, like he's, or no, I'm sorry, there was a tag match. There was a tag match. And I was thinking of something else. And The Rock refused to tag Farouk and walked away. And Farouk after the match comes to, was like, come down here and get, you know, time to get your ass whooped. You, you're getting your ass whooped. And the rock comes down, they fight, the nation domination comes down breaks it up. And then they attack uh, Farouk backing uh, backing the rock.
1: So after the feud, the rock is now the leader of the nation domination. And The Rock and The Nation start to feud with D-Generation X. Mm -hmm. And the two factions actually first meet up in the quarterfinal match of the 1998 King of the Ring tournament. And The Rock won the King of the Ring tournament, defeating Dan Severin. Mm -hmm. And then in the semifinal match, lost to Ken Shamrock in the final. So Ken Shamrock won the 1998 King of the Ring, but The Rock defeated Dan Severin. just side note, Ed, uh, mm-hmm. they need to bring back King of the Ring in July.
0: Because- yeah, they need to bring back. Re- they need to bring back real, the real King of the Ring tournament.
1: I miss the King of the Ring. I yeah. really, really do. I thought the King of the Ring was. Mm-hmm. uh but see, the thing I didn't understand is that uh, wasn't King of the Ring always in July?
0: Um, I don't remember. I don't remember when. Um, I just remember, I, you know, the King of the Ring was basically like the, the Great Gauntlet. You know, now the way they use these pay-per-views, it, it would never, it would never go. It would never work for them. Unfortunately, um, it would have to be something like a secondary pay-per-view, like how they have, uh, like the Mae Young Classic, uh, the the NXT Takeover stuff. It would have to be something like that. Um, cause the King of the ring, the King of the ring was like one step down from being the intercontinental champion was winning the King of the ring tournament,
1: which kind of sucks because you know, and I'm, I'm not going to harp on this anymore cause we got a show mm-hmm. about the rock, but it, it it really sucks because first of all, I love the name King of the ring and sure. I love the tournament faction. What it's become now is I, I, I feel because I was just looking into it the other day cause I wanted to talk about the King of the ring. Uh, for for the Rock show here, and uh, it was actually Ju- it was actually June, not July, right? Sure. Well, what's in June now? And it's Money in the Bank. So Money in the Bank is pretty much this new generation's King of the Ring, if you want to go with that. You know what I mean? Okay. Because yeah, the reason why I'm saying that's because it's not just a regular pay per view; it's a gimmick pay per view. Where you know a gimmick pay per view is, of course, yeah. they have a gimmick for the show, and sure. that's just what I'm saying. So anyway, so The Rock uh, The Rock loses, Ken Shamrock becomes the king of the ring in 98 and then The Rock actually resumes his feud with Triple H and the two have a two out of three falls match. I fully loaded in your house for the Intercontinental title which The Rock wins. Mm-hmm. That was a fun match. I saw that match about six months ago when I, when I started watching that. That was great. And mm-hmm. then it led to not my opinion, but overall community opinion, the second greatest ladder match of all time. It was at SummerSlam 1998. It was the Intercontinental title match at Madison Square Garden against Triple H and a ladder match for the Intercontinental title and Triple H won mm-hmm. the Intercontinental title. That yes. match, I agree with the overall community. That is probably the second greatest ladder match of all time.
0: Yeah, behind behind the Razor Ramon Shawn Michaels one.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fantastic.
1: And I always love it when the WWF are
0: in uh, Madison Square Garden. There's just something different about it, isn't it?
1: It's it's the way it's designed. Besides WrestleMania 20, which if anybody who watches the WWE Network. If you go back and watch WrestleMania 20, it's it's mm-hmm. always interesting. I'm gonna try to paint this picture for you. So Madison Square Garden is home of the New York Knicks or Knickerbockers. Mm-hmm. And yes, it is it is it is predominantly an NBA arena. They have concerts and stuff there, but sure. you know that's how it was designed, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. The WWF has always had the ring in the middle, and then on the left side of your screen. Had the stage and the ramp and that big show, right? Coming down. Yeah. WrestleMania 20 at Madison Square Garden did that. But from what I could see on the network, especially here at SummerSlam 98, mm-hmm. they also had the Royal Rumble there, too. The yes. entrance was always on the north side of the ring facing the camera.
0: Yeah, it's in the center. That's how you know, that's how you know you're there. It's in the center.
1: That's is the Ed that is so mm-hmm. interesting to me? The reason why I say it's so interesting is because it's so different. I it's so weird to see them coming out of the center like that compared to coming out of the left. It's just really fun because you know you're in Madison Square Garden, yeah, yeah, yes. It's just I just find that fun. So then after Triple H won the title match. At Mm -hmm. SummerSlam 98, at the next pay-per-view, Breakdown, which is another in-your-house, The Rock defeated Ken Shamrock and Mankind in a triple-threat steel cage match to become the number one contender for the WWF Mm -hmm. Championship. Yes. So, I'm not going to the same sales pitch that I gave you before. Rock comes in in 1996, 1997. He's an Mm -hmm. intercontinental champion for 265 days. And then 1998, he is now the number one contender for the WWF title.
0: Yes. Wow. It was quick. I know it was quick. And
1: also after that, he feuds with uh, another fellow nation member. He feuds with Mark Henry. And then after that feud was over with the stable, officially breaks up. And then The Rock starts. He starts with the corporation in 1998 and 1999, and he calls himself the
0: people's champion. Mm -hmm. And he also feuds with Mr. McMahon. Well, if you remember, if you remember, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sorry. I'm getting way ahead of myself. But, yeah, I mean, he, he, I forget exactly the moment that he turned, but, like, he sold himself to the corporation or something. And the promo he cut the next night was another fantastic one. And he's like, and it was another thing, like, you chant die, Rocky die. You say Rocky sucks, Rocky sucks. Well, you know, you might say I sold out, but you're damn right I did. You know, from now on, it's not the people's elbow. It's the corporate elbow. I'm not the people's champion. I'm the corporate champion. That kind of stuff.
1: All right. So, let you know, before we get into the corporation, Yeah, I wanted to wait until we get into the middle of the show here, which I would say this is it. I do not like the Rock's finishing moves. He has he has a signature move and he has a finisher.
0: Mm-hmm. His
1: signature move is the people's elbow. Sure. I like it more than John Cena's You Can't See Me, which is pretty much a ripoff. One's a fist, yeah. and one's an elbow. Yeah, yeah. He literally puts him in the middle of the ring, does a little thing runs through the rope, jumps over him and punches him in the face.
2: Yes, yes.
1: Uh the people's elbow wasn't entertaining to me. I mean like it's it's fine, you know. I thought that was I thought that should have been more of his move than the rock bottom. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did I get the confused? The rock bottom was the signature, right? And then the finisher was the people's elbow.
0: No, the finisher the finisher was the rock bottom. The people's elbow was the signature.
1: Are you sure? Because I've seen many matches recently pre- prepared for this review, where The Rock would do the Rock Bottom, and they would lay in the ring, and then he would get on top of them and do the whole elbow guard thing into the people's
0: elbow, and then pin them. No, the the, the Rock Bottom was his finisher, but like, you know, was it, you know. But the Rock, one of the thing about the Rock is like the you, you know you kicked out of his you can kick out of his finisher. It happened a lot. It's like a lot of guys kicked out of the Stunner, right? But, you know, it was, that was his secondary move. That was his next move. He would do that before the, he would do that as the, at the, the climax of the the, the match was the people's elbow. So, so it was, it may, it may not, it wasn't his finisher, but he did that at the climax of the, of the match. What do you think of the rock bottom? Do you think it's good? I mean, it's no better or worse than anybody else's stupid finisher. Like, the stunner is just a reverse neck breaker. Um, fucking Kane used the choke slam. Paul White used the choke slam. They're, you know, uh, the giant, uh, big, fucking show. big show. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, mankind used a double, double arm DDT. Right. You know what I mean? The, the pedigree is just an, is, uh, is a, is a, is, a, is a modified pile driver. You know what I mean? So, um, it's it's no better or worse than anybody else's finisher. It's just what happened. You know what I mean. It's just what they chose. What do you think of the people's elbow? I, I disagree with you. I think it is very electrifying. I think it's very exciting when he does it because you know, just like the, just like the you know the five knuckle shuffle, right? It is What's the that? same thing. The five knuckle shuffle is the where you just said about where John Cena says you can't see me. I mean, oh, no, I thought it's
1: actually called you can't see. No, me. No, no, no. It's called the five knuckle shuffle. That's even more douchey. What what a frat douchebag. Do know.
0: you forget what John Cena was when he first came out? He was a rapper, and he would freestyle yeah. fantastic promos. They were awesome promos. That was the best part of John Cena. Cena, Cena is the
1: rock. I mean, Cena is the yeah. new generation rock. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. except cool. he still wrestles.
1: When he wants to. Um, however, though, okay, so he feuds with Mr. McMahon, and then – at Survivor Series in 1998, The Rock defeated McMahon's associate Mankind in a finals of the Deadly Games tournament for the vacant WWF title because of the Montreal screw job.
0: Oh, that was a good match, too. They screwed. They did the exact same thing. They did the, and They did the exact same thing on purpose to mankind. They made mankind like a corporate mankind thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? And um,
1: his, and his, I love how mankind was corporate mankind where he came out with a black tie instead of a brown tie.
0: Well, he had a bow tie. <laughs> he yeah. had a bow tie. It's cute. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when they did that, when, when they, the, and, they, uh, that was the, was that the, I quit match or am I jumping ahead? No, no, because, that's no, that's no, no. no I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not the, I quit match. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Um, that was later. The, uh, they had a uh, it's actually, they made fun of the event because they made the rock put mankind in the sharpshooter mm-hmm. and Vince McMahon had come out and Vince McMahon made them ring the bell. And yeah. he, and then he came out and his famous line, Vince's famous line was, I didn't screw Brett, Brett screwed Brett. Mm-hmm. Um, he Vince gets the mic and he's explaining what happened and, and, and he goes, and the people screwed the people. Yeah. And and was, so he made fun of that. And, and, she, and Mankind was like, Mr. McMahon, I, do, I don't understand what happened. So, and first of
1: all, before you the, continue to talk, mm-hmm. that Mankind impression was probably either the best or worst Mankind impression ever. Because you had it a little bit. And then yeah. it just called off. Yeah, well, that happens. It was it was cute. It was cute. I almost wanted to suck your dick, but then I was like, no. I'm whoa, good.
0: whoa, whoa! If I'd have known that, I would not have done near as good-ish of an impression because that's a little weird, homie. <laughs> but
1: but um, a very special episode of Call in the Ring. Jordan comes out. Uh,
0: yes, yes, it is. Congratulations! It's a Thank big you. day.
1: It's a big day. Big day today. Ironically, day.
0: that's probably going to cause your divorce now. You-
1: Everything is going to come up, Millhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mankind and The Rock have great feuds. Um, so, but okay, now this is where I get pissed. This is where I get pissed again. This is where mm-hmm. i go going on my rants, and you're going to disagree with me. I'm not going to go on what I said before The Rock and all my issues of how he became the international champion, blah, 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 right? He wins the title for a vacant spot. Like, oh, that's irritating. It's like, hey, the Montreal screw job happened. We have a vacant title. So let's have, let's have The Rock win it. Like, I would have rather have Mankind be the champion so he could pin somebody to become the champion instead of just pinning Mankind, who wasn't the champion, to get it. That irks me. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, man. you You give this kid the Intercontinental title. He's your golden boy. You know, he's everything that you want. Mm-hmm. Then you literally, literally give him the title. You yes. give him the highest title. Yes. What bullshit. Yes. You agree with me? Mm, no, I do. All right.
0: All right. I uh, mean I, I agree. I mean, look, The Rock is the biggest star the company has, so they give them the fucking strap. It's just that simple. You know, but right. yeah, I mean it, it's a It's bullshit. I'm not saying it's not bullshit. It is fucking bullshit.
1: All right. So then after that Vince and Shane and The Rock actually line themselves and now the corporations officially formed and on December thirteenth, 1998, um, at the pay-per-view, which was named for him, which was called mm-hmm. Rock Bottom in Your House, he had a rematch with the Mankind for the title. Um, and then Mankind appeared to win the match when the Rock passed out, right, by the Man of a Claw. But this yeah. man ruled that the Rock did not tap, so he retained his title.
0: Yes. Yes. That I mean, that's, again, the perfect heel. The Rock is the, probably one of the best heels in uh, in the history of professional wrestling.
1: So I will do something crazy. I will either – I'm trying to decide right now if I'm going to agree with you or or, or continue to disagree with you, mm-hmm. but uh, I love Stone Cold. We've already established that. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold never, ever had a pay-per-view named after him. The Rock has been here for only, for only a year and a half. And he has mm-hmm. a pay per view named after him. That's, yes. that's a pretty big deal. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah. it is. I mean, well, I, nothing, there's I, I, nothing
0: else you could say.
1: I don't know what else to say about that. I mean, like, I, I can't, I can't name any other pay per views that are named after a wrestler besides Degeneration X, which was in your house, and then the Rock Bottom one. Yes. I can't think of, I mean, Undertaker didn't have his own. Well, I mean, In Your House, Revenge
0: of Taker, but I guess that doesn't count. Yeah, and uh, fucking, what uh, was going to say? Um, actually, The Rock has a the, the, uh, has a TV show that still runs named after him. What? Smackdown. Smackdown.
1: Fucking Christ, you're right.
0: Yeah. <sighs> like, because his thing is, I was going gonna, gonna to layeth the smacketh down on your candy ass.
1: Yeah, I know. That's right. SmackDown's not called, um, I don't know, uh, not called, uh, something still cold, I was trying to think. Like, it's not called 316 Tuesday night. Right. Know? Yes.
2: Right, I don't know. But, what I, yeah, yeah. I
1: don't know what they would call that. Um, but anyway, so mm-hmm. after that, he still has the title, and The Rock starts to feud with Mankind again. And again and again, and also Stone Cold starts to interfere with The Rock, and then you had the famous "I Quit" match at the Royal Rumble on January twenty fourth in
0: nineteen ninety nine. Yes, when when he cheats, because mankind had previously recorded. I'm going to make you say "I quit, I quit, I quit," and just destroys. Mankind and, and they put on a great match. Again, mankind had a great bump where he fell off of uh, off of like the rafters and into uh, I guess not that high, but off of one of the one of the seats, right? Mm-hmm. Onto some speakers and some electrical equipment. Yeah. Then hey, and they make it spark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I yeah. I love how he hits it, he falls and then the speakers spark, but it's fun. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> yeah and he... he that's when he ties up mankind, and or handcuffs him, and just beats the piss out of him. And there's a there's a botch in that match too, where 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 Stone Cold or see I'm sorry, where The Rock hits him not with the flush part of the seat, but with the back, yep, square in the face, and it busts him open. Right, but mankind can do that. That's what Mick Foley's always been.
1: been about. Now so, this match also is famous. For two reasons. This match is famous because of everything that you just described. Yes. But there is a great little documentary out there called Beyond the Mat. Great, 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 great. Which the WWE will say is not great. Which the right. WWE despises. Because this is how infamous this documentary is. When I first heard about the WWE Network almost two years ago now, mm-hmm. that was the first thing I tried to look up.
0: Oh, it's not on there. They want no part of that. They want no, they want no part, part of-
1: and I found it interesting, and I I, and I think I know why they don't like it, because they haven't came out and just said these are the reasons. I mean, I haven't read anything of why they said it, but I'm not going to make this long. But we introduced to Mick Foley's wife, who is very beautiful, by the way. She's a model. And they're kids. And they know, the kids know their daddy's a wrestler. They've seen him. Earlier that year, he was in a hell in a cell match, mm-hmm. which was more severe than this I quit match, right? So, in the documentary, uh, he uh it's, it's, uh, it's in Florida, so he takes the kids to Disneyland and everything. And then we get a great behind the scenes of The Rock and Mick Foley talking to each other before the match, just kind of hanging out, mm-hmm. wife with the kids there, and then the wife and the kids get front row seats to the matches. And mankind's getting the piss beat out of him, and the little girl is crying hysterically. His wife is crying and screaming hysterically, and they decide to leave. She goes, "I can't do, I can't watch this anymore," and leaves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the documentary beyond, uh, uh, beyond the mat. Uh, I'm sorry to Mick Foley and his family, but I'm going to call bullshit. I think I think they were acting.
0: Well, I mean, they were doing. I mean, it was the match. It was the the Rock. You got to remember. They're, I mean, these guys are friends for the most part. They're they're doing their job. It's it's you know that documentary broke kayfabe, plain and simple, and that's why wrestlers wrestling at the time hated it. Nowadays, like they just make may, they make it part of. They have reality shows. They on do it the E! Network. Yeah. They do it themselves. Like you remember when when there was when Lana was supposed to, was had left Rusev on. Yeah in on the show for, for, uh, Dolph Ziggler. Mm -hmm. And the next day on Instagram, she posts a picture of them at their fucking wedding. Her and Rusev's wedding. Yeah. Or they got engaged. Right. So they had to cancel that storyline right away. And then like, so it was like, they had to do what they had to do. I totally understand that. But, um, I mean, I don't – it's just one of those funny, funny, funny things that, like, what wasn't okay then is okay now. And, yeah, they were acting, but they the, he had his hands tied behind his back, and the guy that they had just had dinner with the day before is beating the piss out of their dad and husband.
1: I'm just saying, I mean, like, I I would have think that they have seen worse and they know what their daddy does. And also the wife knows what her husband does. Reacting the way she, because I just saw this documentary probably three months ago uh, for the first time in many years. And that's the first thing I thought was, oh man, Mm -hmm. she's acting. But we got more to cover here. Uh, The two face off. Okay, so now Mick Foley, which I don't know this, but after the I Quit match on an episode of a Sunday Night Heat, which aired the same time spot as a Super Bowl halftime show on January thirty first. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly Rock using this. a forklift in an empty yep. arena.
0: Yep, they had it was an empty arena match. It was at the Super Bowl halftime. That was the WWF's halftime show. Was as soon and they said as soon as the as soon as the match goes to or excuse me as soon as the game goes to halftime, turn on Sunday Night Heat. Because we're going to have the Rock versus Mankind in an empty arena match, and, and that's what they
1: did. Mankind defeats him, and then they also feed face off again at the Saint Valentine's Day Massacre in your house, yeah. and a Last Man Standing match, which would end in a draw, meaning that Mankind still retains the title, mm-hmm. but their feud will end on February fifteenth on Raw's War when the Rock when the Rock won his third WWF title in a ladder match after the big show performed a chokeslam of mankind off the ladder.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then the rock lost the WWF championship to stone cold, Steve Austin at WrestleMania 15.
0: Yes. Yes. So now that was a good match too. That wasn't a great match, but that was a good match.
1: That was a terrible match. Um, one of the uh, documentaries that I watched was about stone cold, Steve Austin. And he said that, uh, that match, uh, his first match against The Rock at WrestleMania 15, was his least favorite match with uh, with The Rock because he was going through a divorce at the time, and
0: he, was a he beat his wife. <laughs> when, beat that's when. That's after he. That's, that's is that after he came back after the whole. <clears throat> no, I'm sorry. I I I jumped ahead. I did something else. That was something yeah. later. His his kids had left him. His kids had gone to. Uh, Europe, I think, at that time. Or maybe that was WrestleMania 18.
1: Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Well, I mean, anyway, regardless. The Rock and Stone Cold, which we'll get into in a little bit later. I, I just I just got to save it. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania 15 was not a great WrestleMania. But this was the first time that The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin faced off at WrestleMania. This was the first out of three. We'll talk about the second one as the show progresses here. But Rock is still a villain. Mm-hmm. Right. So he lost his title rematch in the last in your house pay-per-view, which was called Backlash. And he was portrayed by Shane, which turned him into a fan favorite. And then he began a feud with Triple H Undertaker in the corporate ministry. Which saw mm-hmm. the rock, which saw The Rock defeating Triple H at over the edge, and then losing to the WF champion, the Undertaker, at King of the Ring. So we got a lot of losses here now with the WF title. The Rock lost Mm -hmm. a number one contenders match to Triple H at Fully Loaded with an interference from Mr. Ass, which sparked a feud with Mr. Ass. And the end of their feud was a Kiss My Ass match at SummerSlam, which The Rock won.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember the Kiss My Ass match?
1: I do. I, I I watched it for the review, and I completely forgot that his name was Mister Ass. I always called him Badass Billy Gunn.
0: Well, that's what his name was at the time. You know, that the Badass Billy Gunn. You know, that's what it, that's what his name was.
1: And that is also when Mister Ass was a part of DX, right? No, this was late. That was later. I think this was ninety eight. So okay.
0: Yeah. Well. No. No. You're right. You're right.
1: Now we get into, towards the end of The Rock's career, not totally yet, but mm-hmm. The Rock starts
0: to do a tag
1: team with Mankind mm-hmm. and form the Rock and Sock Connection.
0: Yeah, buddy, the Rock and Sock Connection. This is when The Rock's a, a face now. He got, he's, this is, you know, he's starting to be a good guy again.
1: They won the tag titles three times. Yeah, they did. And they performed comedy skits together. Mm hmm. I just it's amazing that the two most unlikely people ever are now in the Rock and Sock connection.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, like it just shows you that they're actually they're actually friends. You know what I mean? Like they were friends. They were really, really close. And they kind of sort of came up at the same time. You know what I mean? So,
1: I just find that funny. The Rock and Sock, which they redid later on, I believe recently, didn't they not?
0: Uh, I don't want to say recently. I don't know when the last time. I actually don't know when the last time the Rock was in a WWE ring. Okay. <laughs> I actually don't. Know. I thought I was. I thought it was recently, like in the
1: past, like five six years.
0: Well, how how long has it been since the Rock's been gone? Two thousand eleven
1: no was the last time that they did the Rock and sock connection. Okay. So, so you're now, relatively right. So now we get. Some little things here and there we're not going to get too much into, but uh you know, it's, it's now 2000 and the rock has the main spot at WrestleMania 2000, which is considered one of the worst WrestleManias and a fatal four way elimination match, which also was big show and Mick Foley and triple H. Mm-hmm. Uh, and each wrestler had a McMahon in their corner. Triple H had his wife, Stephanie, Mick Foley had Linda and the rock had Vince and the big show had Shane And Triple H wins the title after Vince betrayed The Rock by hitting him with a chair.
0: Yes. That was not a good match. I mean, it was enjoyable, but it was not a good match. Uh,
1: Now, Rock rocked in with the title in between WrestleMania, but then also The Rock lost the title again to Kurt Angle (laughs) at No Mercy in October in 2000. Mm -hmm. And then The Rock feuded with Rikishi, defeating him at Survivor Series. His cousin. And he defeated with him in the six-man Hell in the Cell match. Now, we're not going to get into this, but this is a storyline where Stone Cold Steve Austin was wrestling against Owen Hart. And Mm -hmm. Owen Hart, as a piledriver, drops Stone Cold literally on his head. What the move is supposed to do is not drop you on the head, but to the audience, it looks like it drops you on the head. Yes. Stone Cold Steve Austin is temporarily paralyzed in the ring. He wins the Intercontinental title. He has a feud with Owen Hart. And then Stone Cold Steve Austin goes on his reign and becomes a great wrestler. And Mm -hmm. he has to have neck surgery, so they decide to not break kayfabe and have somebody run him over in a car. Yes, Run him over with a car. We are trying to figure out this whole time who the assailant is. We find out that it's Rikishi,
0: the guy a part of Too Cool. Yeah, right, right. Of Of all the people.
1: Yeah, and he says he does he said he did it for the rock. Yeah. So Stone Cold Steve Austin comes back, has his match with Rikishi, and that pay per view was so intense, you know, the story. Uh where Stone Cold Steve Austin beat Rikishi up so bad that he got arrested. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason why I'm saying all that backstory is because the Rock goes into his first and only Hell in a Cell match yeah. where The Rock wrestles a six-man Hell in a Cell match for the title at Armageddon, which Kurt Angle won to retain the title. Mm-hmm. Let's let's just for one second talk about the Hell in a Cell match. You had The Rock, Rikishi, Kurt Angle, Triple H, Stone Cold, and The Undertaker. The big six besides Rikishi. I don't know why Kane wasn't in it or... Somebody else, but Rikishi, I would not consider. But she had five of the top guys out of the six uh, in this Hell in a Cell match. Uh, wow. Yeah. We're never going to get that again, Ed.
0: No, we're not. We're we're never, you'll not, never get that again.
1: We'll never get that again, which just sucks. So Stone Cold Steve Austin comes back after all that stuff. They get a pay-per-view, and then The Rock begins to feud at the, with the with Stone Cold Steve Austin, because The Rock is now the champion. And The Rock, uh, after Royal Rumble 2001, which is considered to be the greatest Royal Rumble of all time, which we will review that eventually. Yes, Stone Cold Steve Austin wins the Royal Rumble 2001 back in rest, and back in uh, New Orleans, and uh, boom, we get two and a half months of Rock versus Austin. Two. This is going to happen at WrestleMania 17. Yeah. The Rock comes back uh, to WrestleMania 17 as the champion and goes against Stone Cold, Steve Austin. We're going to talk about this match more in detail, probably with the Stone Cold one. But however, though, best match in Rock's career? No? Um.
0: I... See, here's the thing. I don't know. Like, I love that match. I mean, who the fuck doesn't love that match? It's back and forth and back and forth, and they kick out of each other's finisher after finisher after finisher after finisher after finisher. And I guess that you could probably say it was it was at least not number one, at least number two, right? Uh, in the Rock's career, the, the only the biggest issue I have with it is the end when. I mean, we've talked about it, but it's the end when uh, Stone Cold turns heel and Vince McMahon basically like, like he hits him with a chair, right? Stone Cold hits the rock with a chair, and he kicks out. He kicks out, and then he hits him again with a chair. Just beats and beats and beats and beats and beats, beats him with a chair, and then he 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 uh, he loses. Which Paul Heyman even said, how the fuck is this all of a sudden a no-DQ a no DQ match? Who said this was a no-DQ match? Who decided this, right? Because The Rock hits Stone Cold with a bell. And they're like, wait a minute. Is, wait, whoa, how did this happen? And then they hit each other with chairs, and Earl Hebner's not saying anything. And then JR says multiple times, then this is an all of a sudden a DQ match. And Paul Heyman said, who decided it was a no-DQ match? Where did this ever happen? Who said it wasn't a no DQ? It's a no DQ match. <laughs> so they don't even tell anybody why, how that they're going to do it. They don't even say at the beginning. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this match is now a no disqualification match. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. don't even say it. Like the guy, the people in the arena would have no idea what's happening if it wasn't for Jr. on the announce team. For those of us at home or watching it on the uh, or that are watching it on the network. They have no idea. No,
1: this so. man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're right, man. I, this is the death of the attitude error. This is yes. the end of The Rock's career because after this, he loses the title. Stone Cold goes off and does this thing, and The Rock goes on and films The Mummy Returns, and mm-hmm. he doesn't come back until July. Yeah. After and he had a whole gimmick of, am I going to join the WWF or am I going to join the Alliance? And it's like, you're going to join the WWF. Why are you going to do the storyline? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, don't sit here and say, am I going to decide? Fuck you. You're deciding. You already know.
0: Um, yeah. we, we know. We know. You know. And we know that you know. <laughs> and we know that you know
1: that you know that she knows that he knows. Yeah. Yes. So... Uh, but yeah, WrestleMania 17 with the rock and stone cold. I mean, that's what everybody was waiting for. You know, that is also the time when the WWF also wins the Monday night wars and yeah. they bought WCW, the buy ECW. I mean, just, just a great match. Both athletes were at the prime of their career yeah. and I will argue with you. I'm sure you will agree. Uh, we will never see that again. We will never see that level of rest, professional wrestling entertainment again with WrestleMania 17 with the rock and so cold. We never would get. Correct. I mean, we will never have two guys at their prime like that. Never both loved by the fans. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I and I also love the fact before I end my rant on this, I love the fact that it's two thousand one and the internet's still really not that huge yet. Right. People still are still using it, but it's mm-hmm. not that huge yet. We had no idea that he was gonna that that the reason why that he lost the title to Stone Cold was because he had a movie contract.
0: Right. Yeah, we had no idea.
1: Nowadays you'd be like The Rock's going to give up his title. That's WrestleMania because he's going to go film a movie. Fast and Furious 67.
0: Yeah. Like we knew, we knew that Brock Lesnar was going to lose to Roman Reigns because Brock Lesnar went to go to fucking UFC. Exactly. We knew that was going to happen because it was all over the internet and ESPN even. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he does surprise, like Brock Lesnar surprised us when he came back because, you know, UFC wasn't going to work out. So they're putting him back over again, Mm -hmm. whatever. But like we knew that was gonna happen. We had no idea that The Rock was gonna be in the uh, fucking Scorpion King or the Mummy Three or whatever the fuck he was in. I don't I don't remember what it was. True.
1: Um The Rock does start to feud with other people in the WCW Alliance. He does become the WCW champion and he defeats Booker T at SummerSlam two thousand one, which we reviewed. Mm-hmm. Um he lost the WCW title to Chris Jericho at No Mercy. And then uh, Chris Jericho also teamed with the Dudley Boys after that. So then you have The Rock and Chris Jericho feud that lasted for a while. And then they decided to unify the championships, and then The Rock becomes the undisputed WWF champion at Royal mm-hmm. Rumble. I'm sorry, no. he yes. unsucce- I'm sorry. He actually loses that match to Chris Jericho. My fault. Um. And then he leaves. He leaves in two thousand three, two thousand four. Right, sure. But then he comes back. At uh, sorry, he comes back. WrestleMania nineteen was the third and final time that The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin go at each other, and it was not
0: for the title. Well, you're missing what could arguably be the other one between the one and two for. The Rock and that's WrestleMania 18. The Rock and Hogan. That was that. Uh, yeah. We know. did talk about that. We don't need to talk about that in detail here, but I mean, but we kind of at least would like to talk about it. I mean, I said it before, and I'll say it again. That was one of my all-time favorite matches, and that shows goes back to my previous point that I made an hour an hour ago. That shows that The Rock is a fantastic wrestler because he, they called it in the ring, and The Rock and H- Hulk Hogan, who are completely different styles of wrestlers, who had never, ever, ever previously worked before, and The Rock, who hadn't worked in the ring for a year, right? They, they called it in the ring. They switched roles in the middle of the fucking match. You I know? Cool. So, yeah.
1: That is true, actually. Um, that's kind of how we got the name of our show.
0: Yep, yep.
1: <clears throat> uh, but then he goes on and does WrestleMania 18, which I uh, looked at the card the other day, and that card is better than WrestleMania, I'm sorry, WrestleMania 19. WrestleMania mm-hmm. 18 card sucked. This WrestleMania 19 card is amazing, and I cannot wait to review this WrestleMania with you in the future. <laughs> the WrestleMania yeah. 19 card is great.
0: Okay, I mean, what do you what do you
1: like about it? Uh, this guy, let's go off with of the top matches: Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho, Triple H versus Booker T, Hulk Hogan versus Mr. McMahon in a street fight, mm-hmm. The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Brock Lesnar against Kurt Angle. I mean, yeah, I mean, I that's agree. A, that's a that's, a, that's, a, that's a, that that is a pretty tight card there. Pretty tight. Yeah, card.
0: I mean. Uh... Brock, yeah, the the Brock Lesnar Kurt Angle match for the strap was was good. You know, I remember like I remember uh, Brock Lesnar did a shooting star press. Oh, and botched the fucking land on his head.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like it's like what's this big hawk motherfucker doing? Like, oh,
0: and he's dead. How he did he oh, die? Oh, he's dead. Oh, not again. Oh, not again. Yeah. oh, don't
1: call the Hart family. Oh, fuck. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, he, landed, yeah, he, I mean, he should not have done that much. Yeah. But, you know, excuse me, that move, I'm sorry. But the match other than that was good, and,
1: it, yeah, yeah. So, I got one more thing I want to ask you before I run out of stuff to talk about with The Rock. We've gone on for a while here to the fans. But, how do you honestly feel? Okay, so, for the fans here of Call in the Ring, If you haven't already known, uh, Ed and I are part of another show with another host, Eric, and we do Movie Guys podcast. And I will argue that Ed's and I first love his movies, and then wrestling is right there behind it. Uh, Ed and I can tell you everything you want to know about film. We love it. The Rock is now the Schwarzenegger of this generation. Um, The Rock? um, Did you see um, this coming?
0: No, (laughs) no, (laughs) and the rock, the rock is a bigger star than Schwarzenegger ever was, dude. No, I'm just just
1: saying, you know, just this, you know, just this big hulking guy, you know, that's,
0: you know, he's an action movie star who people like and the, and do you ever watch ballers? Yes, I have. I've definitely seen ballers. He's also good. He's also good in everything he does.
1: I you know, really know what I mean? Him like, in no pain, gain or whatever. That one. Yeah. Was
0: cool. I mean, walking tall. Not walking tall. Standing. Yeah. With, is That walking what? I tall. Walking tall. Yeah. He is. He was awesome, and that was his first real big role. You know what I mean? So like, he he's a good actor. He's a really really good actor, and you can tell when he would do his promos that he was going to be a good actor. So he has the ability to make more money now doing this and not killing himself. I just,
1: I'm, I was just shocked. I was just shocked. Um, Okay, so I'm just gonna go off for this a little bit. Okay, he his first official big movie premiere was The Mummy Returns, right? Mm -hmm. As the Scorpion King, and then he was in a movie called The Long Shot. But it it wasn't uh, he wasn't a starring role. Uh, anyway, after the after the Mummy returns, his first big starring role was The Rundown. Mm-hmm. Then he did Walking Tall, Be Cool, Doom. I mean, already this guy's career is pretty shit.
0: I mean, Doom Doom, Doom Doom was bad, but he was good
1: in it. No, he wasn't. This is not a movie real. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> movie review, and then he does the game plan, you know, and then he does Get Smart and then Race to Rich Mountain, Planet 51, The Tooth Fairy.
0: Oh, uh, listen, the Race to Witch Mountain was also very good. I mean, it was, I mean, is it the greatest movie of all time? No, but look, he do you expect this out of The Rock? No, not, not in 1999, not when him and you know, Stone Cold Steve Well not when he's beating mankind's face in with a steel chair while his hand, head, arms are handcuffed behind him. Did I see the rock being the world's biggest fucking movie draw? No, absolutely not. But now that you see him and all these things he does, you're like, this guy really is a fucking movie star, isn't he? And there's well, a difference. we and we've and we've talked about the difference between a movie star and an actor in our other show. And we hope, you know, if your fans would call it in the ring, you know, basically go see, you know, go listen to go listen to our other show, which is uh, Movie Guys podcast. It's basically a less a more toned down version of what we do here and much shorter. But uh, there's a difference between a movie star and an actor. And The Rock is a movie star who so happens to not suck at acting.
1: Uh, I, oh,
0: but you just fart or something? I mean,
1: no, I just, <laughs> I just, God, it's just, why do people? Oh God. Okay. I, oh, <laughs> Hold on. Give me a second here. Just, just, I'm sorry, fans. This is an unedited show. I just, I just, I just hit the angry tree uh, right there. <laughs> um, okay. So this is my end now. I'm done after this. <gasps> The Rock has three movies coming out, and this is yeah. part of the Rock show for calling the ring. The first movie that's coming out that is filming—that's filming. It's not rumored. It's not in. It's it's filming. They're not making a Fast and Furious uh, nine, ten. Guess what they're making?
2: Oh
0: God, what?
1: A spinoff called Hobbs and Shaw, where Jason Statham and The Rock team up.
0: Oh my God, it's- that actually might be that. That actually might be better than any of the Fast and Furious movies.
1: It's directed by David Leach.
0: <laughs> nah. Yes. Nah. <Nuh-uh>.
1: Yes. <laughs> David fucking Leach, who gave us Atomic Blonde recently, that's a great film.
0: Yeah, it's it's fantastic.
1: Hobbs and Shaw, the second movie that he's doing, is Big Trouble in Little China. He's playing the Kurt Russell character.
0: I mean, David Leach. I mean David Leach is, is is good.
1: <laughs> um the last movie that is happening and then uh, like I said we call it um we're going to call in the ring. Um you know this cuz we're comic book guys. Uh he is he is in Suicide Squad 2.
0: I mean he's in literally he's in everything. The Rock hey, is what? in everything.
1: Guess who he is in Suicide Squad 2? He's Black
0: Adam. Really? I, I'm super excited for that. Oh, my God.
1: Why do I love and hate this man? Like, he did Doom. His career should be over with. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, well, listen Listen to this. I I did not know this until just now that you're saying this, right? They're making a Black Adam movie, and he's playing Black Adam. Yep. Yeah, I know.
1: Uh, I Just the reason why that's... Um, and I'm going on here. The reason why that I'm so angry, not, not angry, but kind of just like frustrated is because I like my wrestlers to be my wrestlers. And I like my actors to be my actors, I I guess, call me old fashioned. That's just who I am. That's what I like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't hate the fact that the rock is doing these movies and he's famous and blah, 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 I don't mind that at all. It's just that he is funny and he is charming, but he, but his movies suck. Like, it's just, I mean, Rampage, Skyscraper, Baywatch. I I mean. I just don't understand it. But then you watch a movie like Moana. He's very good. He's charming. You watch a movie like uh, Pain and Gain. He's funny. He's charming. mm -hmm. Ballers. Jumanji.
0: Jumanji. Jumanji. He
1: was funny in Jumanji. I just. Mm -hmm. This guy's career went from a Miami University bench player to Warren Sapp because he got injured. And now he's the biggest movie star in this country.
0: In wow. the world, bro. In the world. The dude's the wow. biggest movie star in the world. Wow. I just,
1: if you would have told 10-year-old Jordan in 1997 that The Rock was going to be who he is now, I would have gone, Stone Cold would be that. Well, clearly Stone Cold's not
0: an actor. Have you seen those movies? They suck. Yeah, they're awful. They're terrible. Yeah. He was, at, I remember he was in an episode of, uh, Oh God. Uh, a Don, whatever Don Johnson cop show on in Miami or something. Yeah. It was
1: like. called, uh, Nash bridges.
0: That's it. Yeah. He was, in, he was silent because he can't fucking act. <laughs> yeah. It was not, it was
1: not good. Yeah. Well, I think we exhausted the rock enough. We have gone into huge detail about the rock. I thought this was a very informational show for myself because I knew a lot. I found out a lot about the rock that I did not know tonight. Uh, of course, Ed and I did our famous fights like we're always known to do for a call in the ring here. Those are always fun to fight with him. But um we want to say like we always do at the end of the show, thank you to all the fans here who support us. We really do appreciate the support. Uh, Ed and I would do this anyway. Hell, we did it for years before we decided to do this show. Yes. But we really love the support that you guys are giving us, and we just wanted to take this time to say truly and honestly, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading us. Make sure, though, to help us out more, you know, if you guys want to. You're to go on Twitter more and, and kind of just – Talk to us about it, you know, So call us assholes for all I care. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, just uh, get involved with us more. Um, we would definitely like to hear everybody's feedback. And um, make sure to go to movieguyspodcast.com. If you want to hear all of our episodes of Call to the Ring, go to movieguyspodcast.com on the right side of the page. There's an archive session, and the archive section says Call it in the Ring. Click on that, and you'll find this episode and all the other episodes that we have done so far for Call in the Ring. Also, you can check out our sister show, Movie Guys Podcast, and another show called For Distraction, which is all on MovieGuysPodcast.com. You can download our episodes on iTunes, on Spotify, and also mm-hmm. on iHeartRadio. Just search for Movie Guys Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Movie Guys Podcast, and you'll be able to find us there as well. Ed, I had a great fucking time talking to you, pal.
0: Um, I'm glad that I got to lay the smacketh down On your candy ass. You
1: literally, you fucking asshole.
0: I know what you need to do. You need to do
1: that for two fucking weeks, haven't you?
0: You You know what you need to do, Jordan, you jabroni. You need to take your microphone, lube it up real nice, and turn that some bitch sideways and stick it straight up your candy ass. Well,
1: I'm going to end the show on this, you motherfucker. I'm going to say that
0: finally, uh-huh. The Rock has come to call it in the ring.
1: Okay, so before I give you my rebuttal, <laughs> you now, this is where the show's over with, and this is like a bonus extra feature here. <laughs> you fucking prick. You have <laughs> been. You have been planning that for two weeks. Yes. I know you, motherfucker. I've known you for a decade. You have planned that for two weeks when you and I decided a little behind the scenes here bonus clip for the show for the fans here. The show's off the air, but we're adding this to the fucking show. This is fucking happening. The music is already played and this is added. Um, behind the scenes here for calling the ring calling the ring is a bi-weekly show. So we choose what we're going to do after we record the previous episode that your fans have listened to. So we knew for the past two, two and a half weeks that we we're going to do the rock and you, you motherfucker, <laughs> you said to yourself, I'm going to be clever. And at the end of the show, I'm drunk. I smoked a half a pack of cigarettes. I pissed off Jordan, and I am going to do the rock woes just to be that asshole.
0: <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'm glad you smelled what I was cooking. So guess what
1: I'm going to do? I am going to drive my black pickup truck. I am going to drive to the Smackdown Hotel. I'm gonna check into room three hundred and sixteen and burn that motherfucker <laughs> to <into> the ground.
0: <laughs> you gave me a reference. Yes, you gave me a reference.
1: Just gave me a stone cold reference. Go to room three hundred and sixteen. Burn that motherfucker down. God fucking damn it. Oh, you were waiting. Tell me you have not. Tell me because I know you have. You've been waiting for two weeks to do this. You wrote yes. this down, you motherfucker. You were like, I, oh, was, what's I was, I was,
0: I was. I was waiting as soon as I said the rock mm-hmm. and we talked and we decided we're going to do the rock. Yeah. I literally said, I know what the fuck I'm going to do. I'm going to piss off Jordan mm-hmm. for two hours. Mm-hmm. And then after he closes the show, I'm going to lay it, the smack of down on him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God. You, Oh, you son of a bitch. I knew <clears throat> it. I knew it. Well, you know what? I just great minds think alike because the past two weeks I was going to do the Austin 316, burn the motherfucker down. So well, there you go. There you there go. go. There, there you go. <laughs> Thanks for listening to that little bonus clip there. I hope you guys enjoyed laughing with us there and you get to see who Ed really is. And uh, <laughs> we'll talk to everybody in a couple weeks for the next episode of Calling in the Ring. Don't forget to download us, guys. Thank you again for everything. Have a good night. Bye.